And they say basically commitment comes from this idea of your perceived quality of alternatives. And so that's really just a fancy, goofy way of saying like, how good of a partner could you be with if you weren't with your current partner? Mm. Right? And so we all are walking around with this in our head. I mean, obviously we're not nerdy enough to call it our perceived quality of alternatives, but it's like, you kind of have the sense of like, hmm, if I wasn't with the person I'm with, how good could I do out there on the open market? Welcome to the Love Strategies Podcast, where we help successful women attract high-value men, date with a strategy, and improve their relationships. Now, whether you're single or dating or in a new relationship, we're here to help you dive into the male mind and provide raw insights found nowhere else, backed by science, psychology, and our own personal experiences. Your hosts today are myself, Adam LaDolce, professional dating coach and founder of Love Strategies, and Dr. Gary Lewandowski, a relationship scientist, professor, and our head relationship coach here at Love Strategies. Please share with a friend and enjoy. All right, ladies, we have the clickbaitiest of clickbait headlines that Gary told me he wanted to talk about for this week's podcast. And I know nothing about, by the way. So we're, <laughs> I'm really excited about this in, in the sense of I don't know what he wants to talk about. The headline is what a man is really telling you if he's afraid of commitment. So, Gary, what is a man really telling you if he's afraid of commitment? <laughs> So I'm glad that I got you guessing. I got you. I'm keeping you on your toes. But you said it's the clickbaitiest title. Apparently, you click, my friend. You oh, yes, I did. Click and viewing. <laughs> Tell me what's up. So what's a man really telling you when he's afraid of commitment? And so, you know, what's what's this about? Like when he's afraid of commitment. So everyone's heard about commitment phobia, right? Yeah. And so, Adam, like, what are you afraid of? Is there anything like that you just you have a fear of fill in the blank? Like, what, what would it be? <sighs> Commitment, Gary. Commitment. I uh, just got married. No. <laughs> I was afraid of commitment deeply for uh, a, a decent period of life. Uh, what am I afraid of? It used to be public speaking. Honestly, nothing right now is uh, – I like a lot of uh, – spiders. I guess like I'm thinking of um, – what was Joe Rogan on that show where – Fear Factory. Fear Factory. You'd be in like a, a box of spiders and they're crawling over my head. That Okay, that's it. That's it. That's your, that's your thing. Spiders. Yeah. So actually in, in preparation for this, I looked up like, what are the top ones? And spiders comes in at number six. Really? Uh, the number one, like you kind of alluded to is public speaking, which I, I'm sure you're not afraid of that. Um, two is death, to? then heights, closed space. So if there's one that I'm afraid of closed spaces, like the idea Ooh. of like being tight in something like mm. in a tunnel or, or then like something like closing down on top of you freaks me out. Um, even though I did go, I did go whitewater rafting once, jumped through a rock and like swam through a rock out into the river out in Colorado. Oh my God. I don't know what possessed me to do that, but now thinking about it terrifies me. You're breaking through your fears though, dude. There you go. I was scared. Um, Do you want to do the rest of this podcast in a closet and just like see what happens? (laughs) I want to see. (laughs) see (laughs) Because there might be spiders in there, which is the sixth fear and it's dark, which is number seven. So the thing is, I was honestly looking at the top because I wanted to look at the top 20 most common phobias in America um, just to see if commitment happened to be on the list. Um, And it's it's not. And yet I think, you know, I'm sure from dealing with women in, you know, relationship coaching, you come across and the women we deal with, they they come across, you know, this fear of commitment in men all the time. Mm. and so I was just also curious, you know, in, in terms of dealing with this with clients, what kind of things have you seen that are, are kind of typifying like the men that are commitment phobic? 
Well, it's interesting behavior. you say this because I was running late to, to our podcast shoot because I was finishing up a, a mastermind session and we had one client who, before she was in our program, she just joined a couple of weeks ago. And this is a t pretty normal story. Mm -hmm. She's been in a casual, what we call situation ship. So it's like casual dating and he lives an hour and a half away. And he said that that's why he's afraid of commitment and he doesn't want to be in a relationship. So mm -hmm. I explained to her like, look, first of all, if that really is the case, like that's a problem and that's not going to be fixed anytime soon as a starting point. Mm -hmm. Um, because she has, she can't move there, whatever. Right. Uh, and B, that's likely not the problem here. So let's have a real dialogue about where this is going. And of course he was like, yeah, I'm actually really not in a stage in my life where I'm looking for something real. I'm not really looking for a relationship. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. therein comes the fear of commitment. And I explained to her with a welcome, open arms and a digital hug. And I never said digital hug out loud. I don't think I ever will again, <laughs> but I did give her a warm digital hug and let her know that she's taking two steps backwards right now, but they're the best two steps backwards she'll ever take. Cause she's about to get rid of this, just we'll call emotional energy vampire, get rid of this guy who's just sucking her energy dry. So she can take 10 steps forward, 20 steps forward. Cause, um, so yeah, we, we just talked about that. And, um, this guy, quote unquote, was afraid of commitment, but I, I certainly have other theories. I have a feeling that's where you're going with this podcast. Yeah. And I think, you know, it, it's, you're dead on, right? It's like, so he's saying that it's about the hour and a half, right? And, and what the guy's saying and what's the reality are, are two different things. So, you know, in this particular case, he's using distance as an excuse. You know, there's other signs, I think, of guys who are afraid of commitment, like not introducing you to their friends, not talking about the future, you know, yeah. not wanting to move in together, you know, not wanting to like go on a, a serious vacation together. I mean, there's, there's lots of things that, that kind of all, all show. Not wanting to even just walk to the park for an hour during the day when sex right. isn't involved, like just the right. basics, right. To go out to yeah. lunch together, not like have a late night booty call, you know? Right. Yeah. Like, like, you know, just not wanting to hang out and just talk talk get to know each other right like so you know and then the guys were like oh, I, I'm, I'm afraid of commitment and then they'll have a bunch of kind of explanations that are really just excuses yeah. um and so that's kind of like the setup for like what is actually going on here and so yeah. I, I think it's really useful to talk about where commitment comes from right so if they're afraid mm -hmm. of commitment like what what drives commitment and so yeah. there's a long-standing theory in relationship science about interdependence and so where does commitment come from they say basically commitment comes from this idea of your perceived quality of alternatives. And so that's really just a fancy, goofy way of saying, like, how good of a partner could you be with if you weren't with your current partner? Mm. Right. Yeah. And so we all are walking around with this in our head. I mean, obviously, we're not nerdy enough to call it the, our perceived quality of alternatives. But it's like you kind of have a sense of like, hmm, if I wasn't with the person I'm with. How good could I do out there on the open market? Right? Yeah. And so the thing is, this perception, this level that you have about your alternatives determines how committed you're going to be. And so if you are at this, if you're with a person that's here and your quality of alternatives fall below that person, you're thrilled, you're happy, right? I mean, you're, you're staying in that relationship because if I lose this, I get something worse. Dating out of your league, baby. Absolutely. Yeah. 
like you Which know, we it's both like, acknowledge I we are both dating out of our league with our absolutely. Wives. Don't right. I don't want my wife to see this one? Yeah, wife, <laughs> just don't watch this right now because you could be dating much better. better. <laughs> Looking guys than me, for sure. Yeah, there's a, there's a little behind the scenes. I don't want you to see this. Um, yeah. But it's like, suggest. <laughs> it's like, you know, if you're at a job that pays you six figures, you're not, and the, the best you could get if you weren't at that job was a job that only paid you 50K, you're mm. never leaving that job. Right. But you're at that same job that pays 100, 100K, right? Mm. And all of a sudden you think like, well, if I left this job, I could get one that pays 200K, mm. 300 yeah. Guess what happens to your commitment to that 100K job? Mm, I don't know. You're a little I, shaky. I think they qu call it these days quietly quitting. Like you actually yeah. uh, don't, you, know, you just like put your slack on, but you're not actually working, you know, type thing. That's the. Yeah. the... Don't you think that happens in relationships? Quietly quitting in relationships. A little quiet quitting of the relationship because you're starting to like get a sense of like, huh, I might be able to do better. Right. Right. And so this whole idea of thinking you might possibly be able to do better is really the source of commitment phobia. Now, said another way, those guys who are commitment phobic, they're, they're labeling it in this way that in a way is a kindness because it's, it's not necessarily blaming anybody other than themselves. They're putting it on themselves, which, like I said, is a kindness. Hmm. But really what they're saying is that they have a sneaking suspicion that they might be able to do better than you. Mm. And so yeah. they're going to keep straining along in a quiet quitting way, or even just a like, it's the distance, babe. It's not you. Yeah. It's, it's me. I've got this thing. And it's like, here's the, here's oh, I got the a busy job. The job is the big one. Oh, I'm so Stage busy of life. with work. Oh, I'm yeah. not ready. I need to make more money. I need to have more money in the savings account before I can do this. You know, it, it's, all of those things that seem on the surface like, okay, those those are some semi-reasonable explanations. Right. Total garbage, <laughs> right? It's because underneath it, it's actually this thing of like, huh, because those same people that are commitment phobic, we, we both have this, this is the easiest solution ever. You want to cure somebody of commitment phobia, have some super hot celebrity ask them to marry them. Right? That person who's afraid of commitment, right? That guy, Scarlett Johansson says, Hey, you wanna lock this down? <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll do that. Until he right? realizes she's like crazy or something. I don't know. I don't know Scarlett Johansson like, no. if she's crazy or not, but she's watching this. I'm sure she's delightful. I can't believe you said that about her. Oh, I'm sure she Hey Scarlett, give me a call. Uh seventy one. Uh yeah, give me a call. Uh, let me know because uh Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I hope, really hope Justin listens. <laughs> now that we establish our wives aren't watching this one, we can say whatever we want. But Perfect. you know, I, I think that's that's the thing is like that you take yeah. that person who's an hour and a half away that says yeah. they're commitment phobic. There is a per there is a partner out there that they're yeah. willing to move for. There's a partner that they're willing to make more sacrifices for. There's a partner that they're willing to move heaven and earth and everything else like to 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 be with and. Yeah. It's, they're not doing that, not because the, you're a bad person or anything. Like that. It's just that they, you're here, and they think they can kind of get up here. 
Hey there, ladies. As you can see, we're just getting this podcast off the ground. And since we don't run any ads, I only have one quick favor to ask in return. Can you just take a quick second right now, pause this episode and just leave us a review wherever it is that you're listening to the podcast. Really help us out a lot. And it really does spread the love. And uh, I think the world needs a little bit more of that. So I appreciate you. Now let's get back to the show. Now the key word for those who are listening to this and thinking, oh no, like this feels terrible because this just happened to me. The key word is that they think. Yes. Big word there. They think they can do better. And I will just speak out of personal experience in certain times in my life. Like I think a lot of us, which direction do I want to go in? I think that there are certain stages in life where you always are thinking the grass is greener. There's always something I can do better. I can always find someone better. Um, but the reality is that's not always necessarily true. And actually many times it's not true. And it's kind of a mindset that certain guys have at certain mm-hmm. stages of their life. And then I can remember certain stages of my life where I'm just like, you know what, this whole, like always shooting for the next thing, always trying to find something mm-hmm. better, always trying to optimize is actually mm-hmm. not a healthy way to live. And it's not making me happier. And right. so then there's, I think another stage that a guy goes through, maybe this is where a guy's like more relationship focused. Maybe it's just more realistic focus where you're just like, I want to find someone who just makes me feel really happy and who I'm aligned with and compatible with. Yeah. And I think this, this is a typical guy move, right? I mean, guys, one of the things we are, we're a lot of things. We're overconfident about pretty much everything. Yep. Right. We all think we're smarter than we are. We all think we're funnier than we are. We all think we're more talented. You know, any guy that's, you know, plays the guitar, thinks he's better at that than he actually is. Right. I mean, it's, we're, we think we're better at a bunch of things. And so that whole thing about they think they can do better, I, you know, I'm going to say 90% of the time they're wrong. Right. right? And so you kind of kindly said, well, maybe they start shifting to like more of a relationship mindset. I, I think that's possible. And that, that's a kind way to put it. I, I think what happens is th- they take enough swings and they have enough misses that they start reality. Ha- it hit, keeps hitting them and like, wait, I, I really, I, I want this and I think I can get this. And then nope, 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 yeah. nope, nope, nope. And then all of a sudden that same guy calls you back later and says, Hey, <laughs> Hey, Hey, and you're, what's going on? I'm the ghoster that came back into your life. Yeah, you want to like, like oh, hang out? He finally saw the light, huh? And then they're like, then they'll the women will hang up and be like, Adam, why do you come back into my life? What is going on? Mm-hmm. And I'll be like, well, I don't know. Um, yeah, he thought the grass was greener, but then he actually, you know, finally got over the fence and realized it was just asphalt painted green, right? It wasn't yeah. even grass at all, right? And so, you know, the the guys, what they think is going on and what's actually going on. Um, they're a little optimistic, particularly if it's, you know, a guy who hasn't been dating that much recently, you know, maybe they, they kind of don't necessarily know. Right. And, and so, you know, they're just trying to, they're, they're trying things out. Right. Right. Yeah. And I, I tell this to my clients a lot. Um, and I, there's a lot of science and research that backs this up that men, as you were saying, we tend to over perceive interest from women. Whereas mm-hmm. women tend to underperceive interest from men. So yeah. basically, what does that mean? Us guys, we're walking around, going on meetups, <laughs> going on dates, and be like, oh my God, every girl's totally digging me. They get my swagger and all this stuff. And while you're thinking, like, okay, dude, like, you're okay, <laughs> whatever. But, and then women are going around thinking, like, oh, no guys are really that interested in me. No one's, I'm not really that pretty. I'm not that right. great. Whereas, yep. like, all these guys are super into you. So yep. realize that it's, I don't know if it's, it's a feature or a bug in, in the human brain, but that is 
a pretty well-known thing when it comes to dating. And I haven't coached men where, and then coach women. I definitely noticed this. Like sometimes I had to be like, dude, like take it down a peg. Okay. She's not <laughs> into you, man. Like just right. read her body language. And then right. with women, I have to be like, holy crap, all these guys are super into you. You're just not giving them the, the time of day. So I think that that also kind of plays into this. Um, where do you think that comes from? Like men just being so overconfident and over perceiving interest from women. You know, I, I think it's an evolutionary thing. I, I think, you know, yeah. for guys, they have, their their whole goal is to pass on and have a lot of offspring, right? And so right. there's no there's not a lot of investments necessary for them to father a bunch of children. And so casting a wider net increases your chances, right? That, that shotgun approach, you're just playing the odds. Um, it's actually not a terribly dumb strategy because it works, right? I mean, you, you shoot enough shots, right? Like some of them are gonna land. And right. so, you know, the guys, are, it's another form of overconfidence. They're going out in the world and they're seeing, you know, every time the barista says, oh, he, here's, your, here's your drink and gives you a smile, you're like, she wants me. Oh, so she didn't want me today? That Starbucks, no, I, no that Starbucks woman, she was nope. so into me when she smiled and said, here's your change. No, nope. I didn't have change. I used a credit card. But nope. anyways, I, I, oh my God, I, this is right? devastating to hear. So, all right. So here's so, the thing. When you have a guy who's commitment phobic, what do you think they should do? What do you think the women should do? Mm -hmm. Well, the best way to create desire is through distance. Mm -hmm. Yeah, take a step back so they can step forward. Yeah, yeah, and and value is perceived. So mm -hmm. a man, mm -hmm. when he thinks he can do better, okay. So now let's let's dive into this is a really good train of thought for all the women who are like, wow, there's a lot of information, but like, what do I do? Mm -hmm. Value when it comes to mating is truly perceived. So depending on how available you are and, and a number of different factors, but let's just say how available you are and how much you're giving him affection, he will set a certain value in his mind. And, and whether or not you think, like you are raised as women to believe that all has to do with looks, your boobs, your butt, all that mm -hmm. stuff. Value actually, yes, that is a part of it, but actually in many ways is not. Uh, and he, when he thinks he can do better, he's just making a value judgment. So the question is, how do you raise your value to this guy? Well, the, the only way to do it that I know, and I've been doing this for a long time, is to create distance and explore other options. When you mm -hmm. explore other options, men start to get this spidey sense in their brain, like, oh, I'm starting to lose her. Like, she must actually, and they're not actually thinking this, but this is kind of how it goes. Like, she must be a high value woman. If she's mm -hmm. not actually willing to stick around with my BS, she's willing to go off and explore other options. Wow, maybe I misjudged her value. And then what does that do? It might bring them back and then realize what is they're missing and so on and so forth. I don't know, did yeah. I get the quiz right? Yeah, no, I think I think 100%. You know, I, I think, you know, it goes along with exactly what not to do. So yeah. what not to do when he says, oh, you know, I'm commitment phobic, you know, I live an hour and a half away, and I don't really know. Um, don't do the things that you kind of want to do, which is like, try to convince him, nag him, guilt trip him, coerce him, blackmail him with sex. I, I don't know, like, there's a whole bunch of things, give him an ultimatum, like, give him some kind of countdown clock, like, if you don't do this by this date, then I'm gonna, because even if you do any of those things, even if you win and he like somehow is all of a sudden over his commitment phobia, you didn't win. You're still going to lose because 
why you're always in the back of your mind you're thinking this, is he here because he wants to be here or is he here because i coerced nagged annoyed him so much that he wanted to stay and right. so when the guy says oh listen i'm, I'm committing phobic i don't really know you know what i think women should do is like you say create some distance and say basically no okay that that's fine that makes sense um but you know just so you know i i hope you're you're, you're going to be comfortable with this but I, i'm gonna then look elsewhere Right. And right. just kind of like t- pivot right away. And be like, okay, that's fine. I, I, I'll, I'll be fine on my own. Yeah. And he's going to be like, wait, wait, what? Wait, you're not going to wait around. <laughs> Amen. And so with this client, like, had she been in the program for longer, she would have done this or, or hopefully known to do this. But the advice would have been rather than have a whole conversation with him be like, oh, well, I don't think you're ready or I'm ready, I'm looking for a long-term relationship. Like, will you be in a long-term relationship with you? No, we don't do any of that stuff. The answer is break up with him. Mm -hmm. And don't break up with him and say, oh, it's because you're not looking for a long-term relationship. Just end it with him. Be like, you know what? I don't see this as necessarily a fit. And then let him fight for you back. Yep. Like if he doesn't fight for you, this isn't to play. And by the way, this isn't to play games. Like, look, at the end of the day, you could say like, look, I do think the distance is an issue. And I just don't necessarily see like the the fit here right now. And that's based on what you've been saying. And this is based on where I'm at in my life and see yeah. if he fights for you. And if he doesn't yeah. fight for you, he's not the right fit for you. Yeah. You got to know your value, right? Like, so he says, <laughs> I, I'm not willing. Okay. You say, okay, great. But it's perfectly fair and fine to say, why? Well, what I'm really looking for is someone who can be there for me. I feel like yeah. I deserve that. And so that's what I'm going to go look for. Right. Right. Yeah. I can do that. Basically, you know, you don't have to come right out and say, hey, look, I, I deserve and can do better than this. But you need to basically say that. Yeah. And and the nuance to this that, that I always teach in Love Accelerator is like when you say that you're looking for a relationship in, the, in a situation like this, be very clear that. When you're saying that to the guy, like in this situation where he's being commitment phobic, mm-hmm. don't say, I'm looking for a relationship with you. I want you to be in a relationship mm-hmm. with me. Mm-hmm. I want you to be committed mm-hmm. to me. I want you to work harder. Just say, I'm at a stage in my life where I'm looking for something real. Mm-hmm. And based on how things have been going, I get the sense that you're not ready for that. And that's perfectly okay. But we cannot see each other anymore. So now it's kind of taking it away from like, oh, I need to be in a relationship with you and just saying my standards are I'm looking for something real. I'm looking for a relationship, whether that's with you or someone else. That's we don't know. The jury's still out. And it it positions it in a way where you are very, very high value, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> because you're now the mm-hmm. high value to, to say I'm up here. And maybe it's with you. Maybe it's not. I don't know. You still have like a lot of work to do. And if he's like, well, I, you know, I, the distance is in the way and all this stuff. It, yeah, I totally understand. The distance is away. This, this is not going to be a fit. And then you and then you actually cut the cord. And most people don't do it. They say, oh, well, we can make it work. No, 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 no. Like you actually do it. Yeah, you got to be willing to walk away, right? And the other piece that I, I see women fall into in, in this situation is they feel guilty about advocating for themselves and advocating for what they want. Right. And it's like you feel like, oh, well, I shouldn't say that or I I shouldn't feel like, you know, I I don't want to be mean. Listen, he's telling you exactly what he wants. He's already he's made that move. He's already declared what he's looking for. Isn't it okay for him to do that? Well, sure. Like, I mean, that's reasonable. Like he's being honest. That's that's what we want in relationships. We want people to tell us what they want. And so if he's doing that, you get to do the exact same thing. And not only get to really have to because you want equal 
right? Equals how that relationship is. If it's ever going to work, that's what you want. And so you don't want him to kind of make his own rules and you're just kind of like waiting and just kind of watching and hoping like that's, you start then having this kind of relationship and that's not what you want long-term, I, I would guess. Definitely not. Definitely not. I don't think anyone would want that relationship where you're, you're hoping. And the thing is, if you're hoping and he is being commitment-phobic and he just wants to keep it casual and whatever, that is man-speak, okay, ladies? Like, this is just a direct translation. I got to get this on, like, Google Translate, okay? That means I want to keep seeing you. I want to keep sleeping with you. I want mm -hmm. to keep having maybe even emotional connection with you. I want to be able to even tell you my deep secrets. Mm -hmm. But I also want to get out there and see if I can do better. Mm -hmm. And it's that can I do better part. That back is... to your thing. Can I yep. get out there and do better? Yep. And I don't want you to take this as a reflection on you. It doesn't mean that he can do better. And it's not, that's not even necessarily a healthy way to look at it. But the reality is that guys that are in that stage or people that are at their, that stage, that's just what they do. Right, Gary? I mean, do women, yeah. are women guilty? I mean, I know women are guilty of this. My clients are, can I do better constantly in that phase? But do you feel that men are much more guilty of this than women? I think men are much more guilty of this than women when it comes to relationships. Because I, mm. I think women are factoring in multiple things. And so they can see value in some areas and not others. And they, they kind of do this global average where, where men are much more, I don't know, they, they, it's simplistic, right? And so it's easier when you're simplistic to be like, you know what? My iPhone 13 is pretty good, but the iPhone 14 has one extra hour of battery life. So clearly that's better. Right. And I think women are just much more thoughtful about relationships. They're much more intentional. And so they know that just that one extra bonus feature isn't enough to throw away what they already have. Yeah, right. And I, I do think that there's, for those who are, I mean, I, I have certainly seen my, some of my clients who are maybe, I don't know if it's can I do better, but they get distracted by the wrong things that maybe don't mm -hmm. set them up. So they're looking for certain qualities, like as in, can I do better? Like, let's say they go with a guy who is just a director and they're like, mm -hmm. oh, I think I could, there's this other guy hitting me up who is much more successful. Can I do better mm -hmm. in that stage? And I think that there's some wisdom just having seen this time and time again and just realizing that a long-term healthy committed relationship is just all about how that person makes you feel. And do you have a really good focus on the relationship and the connection rather than the things, the, the shiny objects of a relationship? And once you focus on like, the relationship and the connection, the feelings that you feel and don't get distracted by, is he more attractive? Is she more attractive? Does he have more money? Does she have bigger boobs, mm -hmm. but, but whatever, mm -hmm. once you kind of can focus on the emotional part of it, how that person makes you feel when you're around them, suddenly, uh, I think you, you don't get as distracted by that. Um, and, uh, I don't know. That's, that's how I think about it. Yeah. And I think, you know, what, what you're calling shiny objects, remember that a lot of these things that we're like seeing what, how we want better. It's all the things that are easy to see, right? Like all those physical things, the titles, the success signals, how much money it looks like somebody has. These are all like those superficial things, super easy to see, super easy to measure. So we think that those matter more because we can pick up on those things. Right. But none of those things are actually what's really important long-term. But the problem is all the things that are important long-term are below the surface. Like it's the more complicated, like, do I feel comfortable when I'm with them? Do I like them? Do we share a lot of mutual interests? Do we 
laugh together? Like, you know, what's our conversation like? How is this person going to grow over the next five years? Are they going to grow in a way that I'm comfortable with? Are they going to support my growth in a similar direction? Are we going to have that synergy together? Right? That's stuff that's harder to figure out, particularly because a lot of times we don't even know what to look for. Right. And it's, and on that, like, so in Love Accelerator, like what we're looking for, we call it the lasting love formula, which is attraction, compatibility, and friendship. Let's, let's just focus on the friendship side of this. Like when you're friends with someone, are we always thinking like, can I do better than my friend? I don't know. Like I've, I've never, I mean, maybe I'm in a certain stage where I'm like, I think I could step up who I'm surrounding myself with, but it's not like in a, in a one particular person, I'm not like, can I do better? better than my best friend. No, well, it's I mean, like, even do it. Like those people that you're thinking about, can I do better than that? But it's like, those are like the people on the periphery of like your circle, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not, your, not your best friend. No. Right? no one's thinking about like, huh, can I trade in my best friend for a better best friend? Yeah. Like would my new best friend give me a better necklace than the best friend necklace I have with my current best friend? Like, yeah. you just don't think like that. And your relationship partner should be like your best friend. And so we, we want to like, treat them with the same level of like gravitas. Like it's, it's that important. And so that trading in thing, I don't know. Yeah. But I do think going back to what you're asking about, you know, men versus women, I, I think women are much less likely to trade in best friends than like, I think guy best friends can, uh, can shift around a little bit easier. Hmm. Interesting. We need to do, all right. Maybe uh, we didn't talk about what next week is going to be about. So how about this, Gary, how about men versus women? The differences between the two when it comes to dating and love. How's that? Right. Yeah. Yeah. A little similarity right. difference, like little, you know, men versus women battle of the sexes kind of thing. Ooh, that sounds good. <laughs> that sounds good. I'll bring some perspective when I used to coach men. Cause man, that was a crazy time in my life. And, uh, you bring some of the science and we'll go from there. All right, sounds yeah, good. That was awesome. Anything else you want to add to this? No, I, th- I think that I think I'm good, but just remember, you know, li- don't listen so much to the su- superficial things that guys are saying about their commitment phobia and all the excuses. Cause a lot of times, those are like those shiny objects where it's like about distance and you start thinking like, how can I problem solve this one problem that he says is the problem? It's not the problem. There's, there's other things going on. Right. It kind of sets you free. It, it allows you to stop listening to someone's BS and be able to move on and actually find someone who does value you. So good yeah. stuff, Gary. That was awesome. And uh, see you all next week. All right. Take care. All right. So now you've reached the end of the show. Please make sure you follow and subscribe to the Love Strategies podcast wherever it is that you're listening so that you never feel alone again on your journey to love. As always, if you want to unlock all of our love strategies and begin your love life transformation, head on over to lovestrategies.com to get started. Stay beautiful and uh, speak to you next week.